Hello, Internet. This is Ewan Spence and the Asian Sight Calling from 2023 to 1956 and back again. This is Eurovision. Coming up, Liverpool is full for the moment. Lugano is back on show. And let's think about going to Amsterdam. Yes, good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Welcome to another Insight News podcast from the team here at ESC Insight, www.escinsight.com. Support us, patreon.com slash ESC Insight and link, like, love, share in all your usual internet places. Well, finally, we can do that thing slightly differently at the top of the show. We do have our dates. It's the 9th of May and the 11th of May for the semi-finals and the 13th of May 2023 for the grand final of this season's Eurovision Song Contest. We also know where we're going. We're going to Liverpool. We had a big in-depth chat about that last week with myself and John. Uh, we also have our venue, which is the MS Arena, although that sponsorship won't apply to Eurovision, so at the moment it's the Liverpool Arena. Um, and it may or may not get branding or sponsorship. We shall see. How exciting. How exciting. But let's just take a little closer look at the uh, issues from Liverpool before we look at the wider Eurovision and junior Eurovision world. Okay, Eurovision 2023 in Liverpool. As long-time travellers to various concerts would expect hotel and accommodation pricing in the host city for the song contest have skyrocketed. Many pre-existing bookings have already been cancelled and the properties relisted for multiples of the original price. And by all means, check the small print and check who you booked through. If that has happened to you, there may be more steps that they can help you with. As always, we'd advise just staying calm. More options will open up nearer the contest. So March or April, things will open up. So, for example, there are already reservations and holds in place for all the delegations. Uh, once we know who's going and who's not going, some of those rooms are going to be opened up. Other venues are just, you know, we're, we're not putting up our venues, uh, beds and everything on sale just yet. And the team from Liverpool themselves have said that there are plans in the bid to help with accommodation, they haven't yet been announced. I mean, after all, uh, the venue is in the Liverpool docks and the docks can accommodate some pretty big cruise ships and cruise ships have lots of bed space. So, you know, let's see what happens there. Also from the Liverpool team is the location of the Euro Village. It's going to be at the Pier Head, which is part of the same dock complex, which includes the arena. That means that Euro Village is pretty much going to be in walking distance, if not in visual sight of the Liverpool Arena itself. There's no word yet on the Euro Club, um, or indeed the potential for other venues organised by the likes of OGAE. We've had Euro cafes in previous years as a sort of quieter and more laid-back location uh, throughout the day and into the evening. Maybe we'll see that return as well. One other interesting note from the BBC announcement is that the semi-finals are going to be shown on the main channel on BBC One. That's going to be a first for the United Kingdom and the Tuesday and Thursday shows. They've been variously put around BBC Three and BBC Four, depending on the year. So expect that to happen this year. Viewing figures to go up and maybe it will stay into there for 2024 and beyond. 
And outside of the whole city year agreement, there's been another agreement between the BBC, this year's host broadcaster, and UAPBC Suspline, uh, who are the Ukrainian uh, public broadcaster. They've signed a cooperation memorandum that details how Ukrainian artists and creatives are going to be involved in Eurovision 2023 shows. Areas such as uh, the design, the artwork, the theme music, how Ukrainian culture is going to be represented and much more. This also includes the selection of the presenters input from all sides. And on that note, uh, we will, I just want to remind you that the UK's National TV Awards, um, which were held last week here. So Ukrainian commentator and the host of uh, Eurovision 2017, Junior Eurovision 2009 and Junior Eurovision 2014, Timur Miroshenko, present one of the awards while thanking the UK public for their support of Ukraine. Make of that what you will. And finally, from the big overarching news perch, let's not talk 2023, let's talk 1956. Held back in Lugano, the city of Lugano has published a treasure trove of previously unseen photos of the 1956 contest. It's one of the contests where there is no TV record. The pictures answer many questions, including confirmation that each song had a different photographic backdrop behind the singer, um, that year, every country sang two songs. Um, although Italy did skimp out a little bit and use the same photo uh, for both of their songs there. It holds out the hope that there may be more images from both 56 and from 1964 as well. And TV footage is very, very unlikely, but you never, ever know. <laughs> Okay, Junior Eurovision. Uh, we have our first look at the Junior Eurovision stage through the magic of CGI. The Spin the Magic slogan is reflected in the circular stage with a wide strip LED screen behind the performers and spotlights to represent the spinning top's whip strings. And it's, um, oh, look, it looks like this. In terms of entries, we have another couple of names uh, to add onto this one. Uh, we have Malta's Diamond in the Skies, national final slated Guy Gambuza's song to represent the country. 75% jury, 25% televote split on that. Where we don't have the rest of the scores, uh, it's just that you've won. But we also do have second place uh, Andrea Camilleri and third place Emma Kate Formosa being announced as well. So we get the podium from there. 16 ran. And in terms of internal selections, we have a name from Serbia as well, Katarina Savic, and we have the title of the song, World Without Borders, but we'll actually have that published later on. Okay, Eurovision and declared countries. We are still at 34, uh, but we see that a few broadcasters have said that they will not be at 2023 who have been at previous contests. Montenegro, uh, citing costs of the entry fee, staying in the United Kingdom and the lack of sponsors. Their Eurovision budget is now going to be reinvested into the broadcaster's infrastructure. North Macedonia, similar one here, increased broadcaster costs, specifically highlighting the cost of energy in the energy crisis and also the rising entry fee to enter the contest. So the funds that would be earmarked for Liverpool are now going to go back into the broadcaster's ongoing budget. Um, however, MRT are going to be broadcasting both the semi-finals and the grand final and hopes that the situation will stabilise and they could return in 2024. So I read North Macedonia here is just taking a year out, which is, I think, the same for Montenegro as well, depending on what the situation is next year. Bulgaria, though, I think are 
pretty much out for a good couple of years. Their official Twitter account has said that they will not be going to Eurovision 2023 because the programme does not present an interest for the broadcaster anymore. That, unfortunately, sounds pretty final. Okay, a bit of news from around the country broadcasters as well. Let's start with Belgium. We have a few more details there being reported on VRT's Eurosong 2023 selection. Uh, previously reported as moving to an internally selected lineup for the televised final. They ran out of time to do all the processing for open submissions. Each artist is going to be asked to sing two potential songs for the Eurovision Song Contest to be selected on the show. Just one of them will be. Uh, more details on that as we hear them. Submissions for Song of Kempton up in Iceland have closed. Broadcaster RUV has 132 songs to choose from. Uh, it will be choosing 10 of those, uh, five for the first semi-final on February the 18th, five for the second semi-final on February the 25th, and that grand final on March the 4th, two from each semi-finals and one wild card going through. The 10 songs themselves will be announced and revealed in January. Opening submissions, Lithuania for Panabadomle Najwa. I can never get this, but I love the fact that it translates as Let's Try Again. So, uh, Let's Try Again 2023 is looking for entries. You have until December the 12th to submit your songs. Uh, 20 of those, at least, will be taken forward to the live shows, which this year is two heats, two semi-finals, and a grand final. No further dates on that as yet. Neither do we have firm details from Germany, but we do have solid reporting that the broadcaster NDR is going to be running its national final in the middle of February, moving up from six songs in 2022's show to at least 12, or, or up to 12. They're certainly going to put more songs out for the public to vote on there as well. More details again on how the selection process works as we get them. Uh, Greece is an internal selection this year. ERT has confirmed that 106 songs have been submitted. One of those will head forward to the stage in May. More details on the San Marinese selection as well. Submissions have closed and there are 402 singers registered from 20 countries. We're expecting to hear more about the auditions and, and the process and the casting calls later on because there is rather a lot of them. But the main date to remember here is February the 25th. That's when the grand final selection show will be. Uh, before that, there will be four general heats and one specifically for people from San Marino, so five heats in total to fill out the grand final slot. There's no direct-to-final if you're a very big star this year, um, but there are going to be various direct-to-semi-final options, so you don't have to go through any of the uh, casting calls or auditions. Effectively, you can go straight into the televised show if you are an established name, and the San Marinese broadcasters give you the little tick box on that one. Uh, Spain. We don't yet have a completed entry list for Benidorm Fest, but Spanish broadcaster RTV, he has announced that 876 entries were submitted. And uh, importantly, for the health of Eurovision in Spain, 394 of those entries, 45%, were submitted directly by music labels wanting to be associated both with Benidorm Fest and Eurovision as well. Very, very promising. What we also know is that all the artists will be named by the end of October. Pretty important because tickets go on sale on the 1st of November. So you will get a full lineup to decide if you want to go or not. Uh, Benidorm Fest itself, semi-finals on the 31st of January, 2nd of February, and Saturday the 4th of February for the grand final. Uh, first up, in terms of getting a national final broadcast, we think is going to be Ukraine. Uh, on December the 17th for a one-shot national final here. Submissions have closed on that process now. Over 100 entries have been submitted to the broadcaster. 
and jury is going to be selected by public and then when you get to the national final that jury will be part of the vote and the public who will be able to take place um, we believe they're going to be using online voting so that Ukrainian some across the continent will be able to take part in that as well during televote combined to find the representative for Ukraine which of course will be on UK soil but will be very much Ukrainian in spirit <laughs> Okay, a little look around the Eurovision landscape just now. I'll uh, remind you that uh, myself and John had a big chat about the implications of Liverpool hosting Eurovision 2023 last week on the podcast. So it'll be one down in your podcast feed. We're also looking back at the uh, jury situation that happened in Turin 2022 with a series of articles from Ben Robertson. You'll find them on the website www.eseinsight.com. Uh, next weekend will be the BFI's Eurovision Day on October the 22nd. Two sessions there. The first one is going to be a screening of a reconstructed Eurovision 1962 with new clean audio, or as clean as you can get from 1962, uh, put together with the best prints that are available at the moment of the show. Commentary there will be from... Uh, from 1962 uh, and David Jacobs and that's going to be a wonderful wonderful experience uh Gordon Roxburgh has been one of the names behind that project pushing for the restoration we're going to be speaking to him next week right after the event on a chat over coffee on the podcast so do keep listening for listening out for that as well as well as the screening there's going to be a panel discussion on the changing face of the song contest as well as a highlights reel of Eurovision moments and knowing the BFI. That's not going to be just your standard clips. So, a little something there. Uh, you can get tickets from the BFI website or from their box office as well. They're still on general sale. Uh, in terms of preview parlors, we've already had Barcelona announced on the 23rd, 24th, 25th of March and Madrid on the 7th and 8th of April. But now we have the details for Amsterdam and Eurovision in concert. The granddaddy big beast elephant in the Eurovision room of preview concerts it's taking place this year on april the 15th tickets are on sale right now prices start from a shade under 60 euros and then scaling up depending on what extras you're looking for no word yet on the guests the presenters or anything along those lines but 2022 saw 27 acts um, appear on the eurovision in concert stage so i'm expecting this to be the biggest preview event of the 2023 season uh, still waiting to hear details on the final sort of tentpole of the big preview tours, which is London. When we hear about any information about that, we will let you know on the podcast. And that's us for the Insight News uh, for the last two weeks in the world of the Eurovision Song Contest. We're going to keep you up to date with chats, with interviews, with discussions between yourself and regular news coming out as well. So, to all our friends out there who we know and our friends who we are still to meet, stay safe, be kind, look out for each other, catch you very soon. Ta-ra for now, hear the guitars. The ESC Insight News podcast was hosted by Ewan Spence, written by Ewan Spence and the team at ESC Insight. Find out more at www.escinsight.com and patreon.com slash ESC Insight.